I was challenged this year as we went through the, the series Greater, I was reading a book called Greater, uh, coinciding with that. Uh, and then as we worked through the story uh, throughout Christmas and into Easter, um, I kept coming across one story in particular. It inspired uh, the series Unstoppable, although we didn't necessarily cite this story. In 2 Kings chapter 3, there's a story of Elisha the prophet. Now, Elisha is called upon, but do you know what the three kings who call upon him for his prophecies, they refer to him as? In 2 Kings chapter 3, they kind of refer to him as the water boy. He used to carry the water for Elijah, right? So uh, let's call the prophet of God. Well, who is it? Uh, some young man named Elisha. Hey, didn't he used to carry water for the starters, right? So Elisha was kind of the second string here in, in their viewpoint. But in, in 2 Kings chapter 3, these three armies that the Lord has called out to war are suddenly finding themselves without water, and that's a big deal when you have huge armies ready to go to war and you don't have any water. And so they call out Elisha, and there's some funny interactions that you should totally read. Did you know the Bible is funny? It, it's hilarious. So uh, Elisha arrives, and they say, prophesy to us, and he says, bring me a minstrel. When the prophet says, bring you a minstrel or a harpist, you bring it, you know, it's sort of like, bring me Karis Chan, play some piano for me. No, you don't have to, really. But anyway, the harpist comes, and this allows him to be a little more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And, and if you, you are into worship music at all, you know how that is. You pop in the right CD, and man, you just hear from the Lord, right? Uh, nothing like a little Phillips, Craig, and Dean, and it's like, you're communing with the Lord. Some of you got that. But there's this interaction here that is quite remark- unremarkable, yet remarkable, because when he says prophesy, when they ask him to prophesy, he says to them, make this valley full of ditches. Elisha, we just need water. I'm not sure if you got that memo. We need water. We're not ditches. That's the opposite of water. And he prophesies, dig these ditches. And they did. They spent the entirety of that time digging ditches. And the next morning when they awoke, all the ditches were filled with water. The Lord had provided. But it was their obedience in doing the hard stuff, in digging of the ditches, that provided the ability for God to bless. I don't know if you've seen that in your life, but I've seen it in my life, where obedience doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, right? The digging of ditches. And yet, when you do, the Lord blesses. Sometimes it's tough decisions, things that, that you don't want to do. But in the end, the Lord blesses. And may that be said of us. You know, I've looked at the coming year and I've said, we need to dig some ditches for what God is about to do here at Christian Chapel. For the blessing he wants to pour out. It's going to require some digging of ditches. And that's not just a metaphorical faith thing that we say, well, you know, we'll, we'll pray and we'll do this. But it really is the work of the kingdom. And for us, it's the building of infrastructure and doing the right things and having the right systems and people and processes so that we're ready for what God is sending our way. We believe that God will send more people into his kingdom. That's his will. I'm sure of it. And he will use us according to our level of faith and works. Do you believe that with me tonight? In some regards, I feel like Abraham, 
referenced in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, where the Hebrew writer says, and Abraham has credited him his uh, faith as righteousness because he obeyed God, even though he didn't know where he was going. You ever notice that? And sometimes following God is like that. You have a sense of the direction, and he's calling you out, and so you leave, and then you go, I'm not sure where exactly God is leading. But it's not for us to determine every time. And there, there is a, a, an amount of, of knowing that God is in it versus knowing where God is actually taking you, right? God seems to just show us enough, right? I don't know if anybody's ever got, if God ever given you the full picture, not one of you, what? But God seems to give us just enough to know that he's still with us and that he's calling us and leading us. And I think that is how it is now. He's given us just enough, a look into the future of where he wants to take us. And, and a looking back at the state of the mission, not just the state of the church, but a state of the mission. How are we doing on mission? Well, let's take a look at the numbers. We had a number of first-time guests come through our door, 332 come through our door. Our, lo- our largest gathering was 551. Our average was five, uh, 422 for the year. We put in here some, some of the different events that, and, and groups that met throughout the year, including the number of life groups that met throughout the year. Life groups are making an impact. They're making a difference in the lives of families, and I'm excited about those of you who are even now talking about starting new life groups. I don't want to step on the toes of our ministry reports that are coming later, just some of the stories they're going to share, but you can see some of the averages uh, from last year as well as CCA enrollment. That would have been as of the end of the school year in May. Some of the different ways we discipled the next generation. Um... The stories of not just the kids' lives being touched, but those who are working with them. Um, I don't know if you peek back into our kids' area, because if you do without being checked in by security, you may be removed from the grounds. But what they're doing with our kids and how they're discipling them is making a difference. I know it has in my family, and I trust the same in yours, those of you who have, have kids. The volunteers number, I always want to make sure we, we explain that a little bit. We had 276 people uh, serving in 543 positions. Um, it used to be that we just counted everybody that served in any area of the church and we gave a number. And, and it wasn't incorrect, but it was that some of those were duplicated. And so we wanted to enforce uh, the point that Many people serve in multiple areas, and so this also reflects our upward volunteers who may, may not necessarily attend our church, but they're part of uh, the volunteer uh, ministry of upward. So we had 276 people serving in 543 positions, so you can obviously tell that there's some duplication of some of those uh, people serving, and, and those aren't always, uh, they're usually not overlapping, so somebody might serve in Life Cafe uh, alternating weeks with kids' ministry, or they might serve an upward uh, on Tuesday nights and Saturdays and, and Wednesday nights with youth ministry. So that's, that's that number. Uh, the VBS volunteer number is, is how many volunteers we had. Isn't that incredible? 85 of you gave of your time this summer for kids in our community. That's pretty awesome. 
That's a pretty great number. You can see that our areas of re- outreach, Upward Soccer, our El Salvador team, uh, Boxes of Love, Angel Tree, Missionary Supported, those are just some, some, some f- ways of seeing where we have, uh, have spent our time and our efforts and our money. God's family increased. This is a number that's important too. 48 salvations, uh, 18 water baptisms. We added 17 new members to our church body. We thank the Lord for the 48 new salvations this year. That's a pretty awesome number. My hope this year is that we see more souls than ever before beyond the finances of, of the church. The board and I have discussed over and over again and come back to the point of it's all about more people knowing Jesus. Beyond any, any giving or financial reports, it's all about people knowing Jesus. And the challenge for us is what people in our life are we influencing closer to Christ? Who are you inviting not only into, in, in, into the church, which is important. We'd love for you to invite your friends to church, but how, how are they being, being invited into your life so that they might see how your story is connected to Christ's story?